Welcome back to Beards and Brews. Hey, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and follow no matter where you're listening. Not only does it help us out, but you'll know exactly when we have another one brewing. Fellas, this is The Blob. What'd you guys think? Bloob's Clubs was uh, a lot of fun for me. I got to watch it with you, Eric, which was a fucking extra good treat. The uh, The back and forth we had really ruined my notes because all I did was write down the bullshit we were saying. Well, unfortunately, I wasn't a part of that party, but I still had a pretty good time. This was my first time seeing this movie. I'd seen like a stage adaptation of like the older version before, so I had a good idea of the plot, but it was actually pretty good, better than I expected. Oh, for sure. Like I had seen it before, but it had been forever ago. I don't know. There are some scenes that kind of like lived in the back of my mind, and we'll talk about one in particular, but uh, no, I was pleasantly surprised too. Like this movie... I think you said it before the cast, like, you know, there's some exceptions in this movie, and it's definitely earned them. Yeah, I came through this movie with an idea that this is a film built of exceptions, and I'll touch on this a little bit later, but there's some really good special effects in this, except when they're really bad. Mostly they're really good. There's some good acting in here, some really good, well-acted scenes, except for one that's really bad. And there's, there's a lot of things like that. We'll get to it. I know the scene you're talking about. It's the one where they uh, scare Adam Sandler where he's taking a shit and a bunch of soup falls out. God damn Hubie Halloween. (laughs) So just right off the bat, the one thing I want to say, the credits, the opening credit scene looks exactly like literally anything that would come on at 11 p.m. on a Thursday on the USA Network in 1997. Oh, dude, 100%. Like I was getting some like Night of the Comet vibes. I was like, oh, man, here we go cheap elvira style horror where you're just sitting around and you can tune in and out of the movie and not miss a fucking beat yeah you know why because it's just simple like the premise is in the title it's a blob you know you (laughs) always you don't even have to give a shit about the people in the movie which in most cases is a detriment but the exception is we're here for the blob because this is the blob (laughs) It's in the damn movie. It's not called Kid with a Motorcycle. Even though he really oh. wants it to be. <laughs> Leather Jacket, Indian Motorcycle 1974, starring Leather Jacket as himself. An Indian 1974 motorcycle as himself. <laughs> yeah. I had a good idea. Like, you know, the blob, it, you know, it goes around dissolving people, eats them, whatever you want to call it. But I was thinking, like, what if this movie is really about. This kid who bought a leather jacket, and then he just became the personality of the leather jacket. And it comes with a 1976 Indian motorcycle in black. It was 1974. Oh, I don't know. 1972? 1941. Yeah, the goofy year changes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) These characters are so one-dimensional that I don't have anyone down as a name. They are simply like... The one thing about them, there's cool motorcycle guy. The teenage girl is basically just a 28-year-old. Like, she's she's not a teenager. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. For sure. There's the high school football player, and he's exactly what you would expect from just a generic high school football player letterman-wearing guy. Yeah, the tropes are out in full force. And I love me some jock, some good-hearted blonde, and then we have Johnny Rebel. Johnny Rebel. We'll just call him Ramon TM, because this guy just looks like every member of the Ramones. <laughs> Except they were 15 at the time, because this looks like a child. Yeah, but, but not a good looking one. Every time we look at the camera, I was like, ah, 
He just looks like melted had... Kevin Bacon. Oh. <laughs> Straight up, when I saw this kid's face on, I looked it up on IMDb first, and I saw him. I was like, that's Ethan Hawke, right? No, that's Matt Dillon's little brother? Was that actually Matt I... Dillon's little brother? Yeah, that's that's Matt Dillon's little brother, 100%. What's his name? Uh, Mark Dillon. That doesn't even I'll... sound real. That just sounds like I needed to make up a name for a brother. He's like, yeah, Matt and, yeah, Mark. All right. Dude, yes. <laughs> I like that he's like the Frank Stallone, too. You know what I mean? Like oh, dude, Sylvester. Yes. Fucking Sylvester Stallone. And then what's your name? Frank. <laughs> Fucking come on, man. Well, let's just rate the talent before we get into the plot, because at the top, the blob. <laughs> then, right, then under that, William Forsythe. Under that, literally <laughs> the fucking claw machine of actors that they picked out of everybody else. I don't know William Forsythe by name, but I can only assume you're talking about the sheriff, because he's the only legitimate actor in here. He's actually the other police, the guy with the uh, sideburns and the mustache. Oh, oh, okay, sideburn mustache cop, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our good friend from RoboCop who explodes when he gets hit by a truck. Oh, fuck. Now, the well, sheriff, I, I recognized him from... He's like a legitimate actor because I have seen him in at least one other film. He's in uh, The Green Mile with Tom Hanks. Man, I love me some Green Mile. Yeah. But I love this movie, well, too. Let's go ahead and get plot out of the way. Uh, much like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a hobo in the woods sees a meteor crash, goes to investigate... There's like this cool asteroid looking thing. The little fire scene's cool. And of course, he's got his dog with him. He's like, oh, look here, all right, shooting a little something for us to get. Yeah. And inside of this, what are those, the Wonder Balls that you used to buy at Kroger's and they're like wrapped in foil and have chocolate and a toy inside of them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some kid choked on what's inside and now we can't have them. Yeah. Well, this is basically what happened with that. He pokes the chocolate, breaks the shell, and out comes this fucking evil ectoplasm from hell. Already kicking this off early, I see. What I've got here today is a collaboration between Fremont and Half Acre Brewing. This is Ectoplasm. It's a 7.0 India Pale Ale. This smells really green, crisp, like a like a really hoppy, true traditional IPA, like West Coast style IPA. Not anything sweet or hazy or there's no tangerine or pineapple, anything crazy added in. This is just a solid IPA. Really well balanced. The super floral, not as bitter as you would expect given how green it tastes. But damn, this is good. This is like the only thing I can compare it to. And if you know anything about beer, this is a really big compliment. This tastes like Pliny the Elder to me. Pliny the Elder is a fucking great beer. So well done, fellas. Well done. That's great, actually. An extremely positive review. But you know what else is excellent? The visual effects in this movie. The practicality of what we get to see is so simple 90% of the time, and you're just like, holy shit, that's amazing. But again, as Chandler said, there are moments where you do get to see it, and you go, holy shit, that is bad. Not yeah. so much the creature ever, as opposed to the fact that they have superimposed the actors over it, and it just doesn't look good. Like, I totally get why they made the decision because you know it's all about depth and they just want as much action as they can but when they do those composite shots when they have like a great effect and they just have some dipshit who's blue screened out in front of it, it's like Ugh, it's scary it's just it takes me out but fortunately even though they do exist it's kind of few and far between 
Yeah, it's always an exception whenever you get one of those scenes where you're like, man, this kind of looks like uh, like Nick Arcade or something when they're at final boss level trying to fight Mongo. Those are few <laughs> and far between. Usually it looks incredible. Like the only thing I can compare these effects to through the most part of it is actually The Thing, which is an incredible movie as far as special effects go. And that's a great movie to try and be compared to. So well done as far as that goes. I absolutely agree when we're watching it. I brought that up immediately. We'll have to bring it up again when we get to the hospital. But at this point, we got Hobo over there, Sans Shotgun, unfortunately. This guy could have easily been played by Randy Quaid, like a la when he's crazy redneck from Independence Day. That would have been great. But this dude seems kind of like sweet. Like he's just a town homeless dude. Maybe the town wino or whatever. And he's just like, oh, is that my good old friend Meteor just coming to see me? Let's go, Meteor. Let's all have a blast. Is that a peanut? I don't care. And he's like, he sticks his little stick in there. And man, just immediately gets got by a cosmic sneeze. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. He does what any rational but curious man would do when he sees a meteor crash and some pink stuff bubbling up. <laughs> he, po- he pokes it with a stick. What else are you going to do? Get eaten alive, apparently. Uh, this thing, immediately, he's like, what we got here? You're impending doom. It latches onto his hand. And we are treated to this scene that almost looks like a bag full of petroleum jelly and different various dyes sliding up his arm, consuming him. And it looks so fucking good. He goes into a panic, stomping through the woods with his metal foot that he uses to crush cans Mm -hmm. and comes across our good friend Johnny Rebel. And he's trying (laughs) to whack off his own hand with a hatchet. And Johnny Rebel stops him and is like, what you doing, buddy? And this thing is melting your hand, literally. This dude is in horrifying pain. He goes along with him to get picked up by some kids, yada, yada, yada. But what blows my mind is he never once tells them, this thing on my hand is alive and eating me. Even when they get him to the hospital, he's completely conscious and talking to doctors and never warns them. Well, see, that's the thing. We discussed it briefly is that he's been through some shit. He's clearly like a veteran. You know, he's been to... (laughs) Nam, he's been to Korea. He's been to Burma. He didn't change nothing. But, like, he, he just kept it all to himself. But what tickled me, and it shouldn't, was, like, when he does run up on Mr. Ramon or whatever, it's a bit of a jump scare. It's like, ah, old man! But it's like, ah, old man who ran up to me just to show me he's cutting his hand off. Like, why did he have to wait? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly one of my thoughts. Like, I saw it, you know, first of all, why is this guy out in the middle of the woods fixing up his motorcycle? Like, doesn't he have, like, a street corner or a garage or, like, literally anywhere other than the middle of the woods that he can, like, fix his bike or whatever he's doing? But while he's out there, old man with this thing on his arm just runs up and is like, ah, chop my own arm off. Like, I don't know. You could have done that in the comfort of your own home. Oh, maybe not. Maybe the kid was just shunned to the forest because he's just really tough to look at sometimes. Oh, the trolls live in the woods, boy. (laughs) so let's take a brief breather from this to talk about some of the other characters like the normal characters in this movie we've mentioned you got the the old girl cheerleader who definitely looks like she's pushing 30 that's the lady we'll probably refer to as the the girl from saw you got uh, her boyfriend or the football player i don't know and uh the football player's friend who is also a football player but is much less important (laughs) We'll just say jock one, jock two. Yeah. 
This is a scene that I really like. I mean, not this scene in particular, but it builds on something. They're going to the pharmacy because everything's still normal to them. Goes to the pharmacy. Oh, got They got some hot dates tonight. They got to pick up some rubbers, you know, as you do. Man, I can't stand scenes like this because it's so nothing. You got this priest dude who totally looks like he tried to steal the Ark of the Covenant walking up to these guys like, what you doing over there? Buying some weenie wrappers? You know, the Lord's watching, you little punk. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's for my buddy, not me. I'm a Christian dude. Don't worry about it. It's just this whole uncomfortable thing. I'm just like, just knock it off. Come on. My friend, he's Come on. so irresponsible. <laughs> yes. If you're going to get Catholic, you got to wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, but he's telling he's telling the priest, yeah, he's got a he's got a hot date with this girl tonight, and I just want him to be, you know, prepared just in case. Meanwhile, the pharmacist is like, "You want regular or ribbed?" It's like, (laughs) I'll take the ribbed. Yeah, the pharmacist who totally kind of looks like Michael Madsen or whatever, just being back there singing "Stuck in the Middle with You," (laughs) getting some rubbers for you. To me, he was given like a little bit more of a creepy vibe, so he kind of reminded me of you know like the uh, the main guy in Human Centipede, like the doctor guy. That's doing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back. Oh, he definitely looks like a chunky kind of reanimator kind of fella. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people who look like other people in this one, and they did this real cool cut whenever you know we're we're talking about the condoms and whatnot. But whenever the blob is attacking old boy. We get this really cool cut of the blob like at the camera, even making that noise, and then it cuts to a boy slurping jello. Wonderful cut. It's like perfect. Yeah. And there's this Harvey Keitel looking motherfucker as the dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is another set of characters that I mean, you know they're just set up to probably get sucked up by the blob. Yeah. Get blobbed, as I would say. <laughs> It's like two kids, like, I don't know, 10, 12-year-old kids, they might be. Uh, they're actually, one of them is the, the brother of the 28-year-old kid. I don't, I don't know. No, you're right. Like, you know, the Saw lady, she has a brother, and brother has a little friend that, like, follows him around. They're all just goofing off like little kids did at around 1988. And the brother's friend can actually get them into cool movies, so that's that, what they're going to do tonight. That'll come back. And oh, boy, yeah. did that kid pay for it. Dude. Yeah, he was expendable anyway. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> True. But what gets me, and Eric brought a perfect word to this. He said, man, these fucking kills are violent. And they really are. Like, there are some shitheads in this movie. But no one fucking deserves any of what the blob has given them. Oh, no. Like, the blob is swinging some haymakers at people, and they're just not ready for it. Hell, we weren't ready for it when we were watching yeah, so I did not expect this to be as grotesque as it is, but I am all for it being exactly what it is. Well, speaking of that, we get to the hospital, right? And the uh, old homeless fellas, he's hurting, unfortunately. And they got him in, like, this other room. They'll take care of him. They'll watch him through the night or whatever. And you have Guy, you got his girlfriend there. Well, not his girlfriend, but, you know, Guy, the lady from Saw. And, um, he's everyone's girlfriend in this movie. The hobo, he's just like, ah, oh, man, pain, help me. And the guy runs to the doctor. He's like, help this guy. He's like, what is just a hand injury? What? What's all the hubbub going on? Here? Oh, he's fucking dying here. Yeah, he rolls in and seemingly nothing because, you know, horror movie. They got to, like, get your attention and pull you away. Then they fucking freak you out. He pulls off the bed sheet and this guy is just, like, half dissolved and emaciated. I'm like, first of all wow secondly this is some god tier 
the thing level visual effect, physical effect. I was taken aback by it. I was not only surprised by how violent the scene got, but how absolutely amazing it looked in that just brief moment. Yeah, 100%. I just have written down in like across three lines of my notes, brutal, because it looks (laughs) brutal. Yes, man. Eric said this is the part that lived rent-free. This escalates to the boy wanting to call the police as we get little visual cues that the blob is now much larger and on the loose. It shows it crawling up a wall and then dripping like acid down, almost like alien. The kid looks up and you see this thing basically unfold, wrap around him, and just drape him. Little saw chick comes walking in. And you get one of the most visually horrendous scenes as his flesh inside this gloomy fucking thing, old Bloob's Clubs, is just being stretched and just dissolved. And it looks so fucking good. Now, the thing that got me is like she tries, she's like, oh, no, she tries to grab a hold of his arm yeah. to pull him out. And she pulls the whole ass arm off and it, you can see like skin, the flesh stretch like it's like silly putty wrapped in yeah. Pepto-Bismol or something. No, you're 100% correct. It doesn't just like snap off or break off. It kind of oozes off like you took a fresh pizza pizza out of the pie and it'll let you just to get that string of cheese afterwards. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. And his skin pulls away to reveal the skull beneath. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of just Edgar from Men in Black when he pulls his head skin back. Is that better? No, it wasn't. It was fucking fierce. It's ridiculous looking. Oh. But now Um, the blob's on the fucking loose. The goop is on the loose. Yeah, the goop is definitely on the loose. The blob crawl as it oozes down this sewer grate after it makes its grand escape just by leaving. Again, this effect looked really fucking cool, and it's so simple that it's whatever this shit is going down a grate. But I think it's just the the age that I live in now, with CGI being so prevalent, to see something real actually interacting with a real environment is just so refreshing. Yeah, man, I agree with you 100%. I agree as well. It just has that extra layer of care, if that makes sense. Like, of course, they could have just shot some dude toss a bucket of goop in a sewer but like there's something like extra animated about it that makes it extra creepy 100 percent, it genuinely seems alive so our next victims up we've got uh, a couple of kids up at inspiration point this is oh. this is the football player's friend who is also a football player and his date for the evening they're they're sitting up there in the back seat you know sipping a little sipping a little of his I don't remember what he calls it. It's like Hawaiian punch and vodka mixed with like an electric hand mixer for some reason. I loved it because like it's such a whatever mixture, but he took the care and consideration to make sure it's mixed just right. Right. John Travolta starring in fucking cocktail is what this is. Oh, yeah. But like he gets back into the car and she is full on past the fuck out. I thought she was just sleepy. No, no. She got blobbed. Already, because like you see, like a little bit, like sneak in the yep. car, and he's like, you know, already in the mood. He gets back in. He's like, oh, huns, like, oh, you're tired. I guess this is the perfect time to undress you without your consent. Winky face. He reaches his hand in her shirt. And he's like, oh, damn, there's a snake in your boob, and it gets fucking got. <laughs> oh, he gets wrapped up by these fucking milky tendrils ripping out of her. He freaks out. You as the viewer go, what the fuck just happened? Then it shows her face, which seems normal for just. A split second as the blob turns it inside out from in fucking side dissolving her while 
it spreads all over the fucking car, busting out the car windows, causing dude to freak out and dissolve. It's so fucking violent. Yo, I thought this was a blob. This is an octopus. <laughs> a blobtopus? Like he's it's using got, all he's using everything. It's got the little tentacles just like coming straight out of the brazier. Like I said, snake in that boob. Mm. But yeah, this this blob ends up dissolving absolutely everything that is flesh. You still see like the class ring just like sitting in the little gelatinous blob. It's a nice that touch. That was a good touch. Yeah. Yes. We do see like he's a bit of a player, so like, you know, as he's mixing the drink, he has that trunk full of goodies like fear and loathing. And they're like, "Oh, you know, you gave me your class ring. Oh, it means so much." And like he's got a box full of the fucking things. Dude, facts. And how do they deal with the situation now that the blob is on the loose? They arrest Johnny Rebel. And this poor <laughs> motherfucker gets falsely arrested. He's watched a hobo try to basically amputate his own arm. His motorcycle wrecked earlier in the day. He's got some chick giving him a hard time. And all he wants to do once he's free from jail is sit down and get something to eat. And everyone's just giving this poor dude shit. Yeah. Well, hell, he was even assaulted at this police station, possibly more than once. Because William Forsythe tries to rough him up, and the sheriff's like, listen, stop. We already did that 40 minutes ago. You missed your opportunity. He's like, shit. <laughs> it's the 80s. We can only do that once or twice. Yeah, it's like once God a day, <laughs> maximum. You done, you done beat him up now. He's too ugly for jail. Get him out of here. I like how he's sitting there in the chair, obviously, like, handcuffed to the chair, and he's like, am I under arrest? Am I being detained? Well, then, get out of my face! And the the cop, like, uh, William Forsyth with the big mustache gets up in his face and is like, I'll do what I want. Motherfucker just licks him. Oh, because he's like, mmm, you taste like a bacon cheeseburger and a blowjob. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which is coincidentally what he orders at the local saloon or whatever. Like, after this entirely too rough of a day for anybody, let alone this teenager, he just, like, strolls into this diner, which is about to close. An inconvenience for everybody, sure. But he's had a super hard day, and the lady working behind the counter is just like, Fuck you, you came in here late, whatever, sit down. And, like, she serves him. But, like, she didn't have to, but when she did, she gives him the dirtiest fucking look like it's his fault. I'm like, lady, you didn't have to give him a fucking thing. She's a nice waitress. She's kind of waiting for, like, she gets off at 11. She's waiting for her date for the evening, which just happens to be the sheriff. So she's like, what else am I going to do? Honestly, doesn't even give the kid a choice. She's like, listen, the grill's already turned off. We're cutting the lights. Let me just give you a sandwich that we're going to throw out anyway. What we don't know is behind the scenes, the sheriff was like, hey, I'm going to be late for our date. I got to rough up this ugly kid. And he got out, <laughs> walked across the street, went into her diner. And she was like, fuck, it's that ugly kid the sheriff roughed up. <laughs> <laughs> now he's even uglier. But yeah, he gets to eat. And enjoy some free fucking pie because now, whatever, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. But we are treated to where you said that the face stuck in the jelly being stretched away was yours with the saggy arm. This sink kill is by far, to me, the most brutal fucking thing. Uh, They have a clog and he wants to get it out. And he's like, oh, there's something on my hands. What is that? Acid? No, it's the fucking 
evil tendril of blobby doom grabbing you by the face and pulling you, smashing you, stretching you, dissolving you down the fucking drain so hard that it's busting the fucking pipes. It's so fucking vicious. Yeah. And like I said it when we watched, I was like, man, he did not deserve that. That was way too fucking wild for whatever. I don't even care. Like, you know, what backstory does this guy have? Because, like, I need to hear it. (laughs) No, he's just a regular-ass busboy trying to leave for the day. It's like, ah, this sink, it's, you know, it's got another clog. Damn onion skins or something clogging things. (laughs) Oh, fuck! Blobbed! (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, the lady who was running the place waiting for a date, she comes in and has, like, a weird late reaction because I guess there's a couple feet hanging out of the sink. And the rest of the party like, oh shit, there's shit happening. And the blob makes itself known and just like decides to stick to the ceiling for whatever reason and just be spooky up there. Yeah, he's shooting out them tendrils like whip, 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 whip. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. Again, it, like there's a lot of brutality in this. This is pretty disgusting. I love. Well, it, it does it does somehow culminate into like a chase scene because like the blobs like on the ceiling just like fucking booking it and they're running away yeah, like dude. oh man what do we do let's lock ourselves in the freezer because that's not a dead end yeah i actually had problems exactly trying to describe how this blob moves i was like oh the blob chases the blob runs no the blob- <laughs> okay well, just so blobbing yeah the best way to describe how this blob moves is if you took chewing gum and somehow made it more wet and then set it on a wall and let it run down it that's basically what it moves like that's not bad, and I'm not going to take anything away from that, but I'm totally cool with just saying, it's blobbing time. Oh. Yeah, it blobs its way down the street. Yeah, it's just whatever. It is now a verb. Like, it's the blobbing. next really brutal scene is, that I want to talk about is she, uh, the waitress runs out to the phone booth, because this is the oh 1980s. God, yes. Oh, There's shit. the phone booths. Yeah, it's caught me off guard, by the way. Man, this is another brutal scene, like one right after the other, and it's pretty awesome. To explain it, I guess, in detail, it's almost like the birds, right? Where you got that lady just, like, on the phone, they're crashing in, it's, like, giving her a hard time. Well, imagine that same situation, but it's completely enveloped in this, like, fleshy, gooey, meaty, grotesque blob. And she's constricting slowly, slowly, before it finally pops, like a sausage casing, and she fucking implodes. Yeah, Man. well, she's calling the, the sheriff... And the operator's like, I think he went down to the diner. Meanwhile, you see the the sheriff's dissolving body as it, like, floats by you in the middle of this gelatinous mass. So I'm just sitting here smiling and silently nodding along because you're describing the, uh, the scene with the phone booth. And it's just so good at building the anticipation and the anxiety of the impending doom you know is going to happen. You got her feet against that front door because it's trying to bow in. You can see the blob literally bubbling up from under the crack. You see the glass itself starting to spider web. And then when it finally explodes inwards, it hits this whatever they're using to uh, simulate her so fucking hard that it just like busts it to pieces. It's fucking wild. Yeah, like I said, it, it caught me off guard. Like, fuck, she's toast. She is worse than toast. She is like, Oof. I don't even know how to describe it. She's like turned into bubble gum instantly. Yeah. She's like a steak. She's more than well done. She's congratulations. What happens next, though, is uh, they go on the run, and we're introduced to this entire new crew of characters, and me mm-hmm. and Eric were just joking about how they're the bottom of the barrel. This is the coupon crew. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's just kind of like, 
It's not even B tier at that point. They they just show up to literally deliver exposition in hazmat suits. No. Oh, you're talking about uh, Wish.com Morgan Freeman? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's what I was saying. That's just like not Morgan Freeman. Just... That's exactly like the same character from uh, what's that one movie that we did? Alien in the Forest. In oh, Maine, shit. Stephen King you're book. right. The back half of this movie is fucking Dreamcatcher. God yeah, damn same it. Thing. Dude, yes, 100 fucking percent. Oh, no, it's exactly like Dreamcatcher. No! Fuck! I, I don't dislike Dreamcatcher, but I'd rather watch this movie over Dreamcatcher 100 times. Oh, absolutely. We're. I think all three of us are on that same page, but fuck, it totally just threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, man. Like, uh, this movie, at this point, once they're not just spouting exposition, becomes a series of increasingly bizarre blob attacks. The next one... <laughs> is where you get your final real look at the blob and what I will call 110% just amazing practical effects, where it's at the blob dissolving Lenny from the Simpsons in this unbelievable <laughs> scene where he doesn't know how to look down. Yeah, we were goofing on pretty hard because like he sticks his head in this ventilation shaft and there's only one oh, fucking way no. to look and it sneaks up on him somehow. I'm like, bullshit, fuck it, you deserve it. My thing with this scene is, this is the guy at the movie theater, right? The projectionist? Correct. And, like, as soon as you see this guy, you know he's not going to last for the next 60 seconds. And you're exactly right. You got all these folks running around looking like Midwesterners. I'm like, you're all going to get got. You just wait. Yeah. Lenny gets turned into, like, stretchy string cheese. And then everybody in the theater starts running out, which is an homage to the original. Yeah. Bravo. This is the last time I can say, when it's not close up, that it looks amazing. Eric had the perfect thing. We were talking, we were laughing, and he's like, this is the moment the movie jumps the shark. When it comes out of the fucking theater, and it's just blobbing down the street. Just blobbing, just looking like yeah. fucking Meatwad got hit with a giantification ray. Yes, a hundred percent. It's just Blobzilla at this point, and the movie just couldn't contain it because any of the special effects couldn't be miniaturized or localized. Like, this thing is just now an unfortunate blue screen effect. One little thing yeah. I do want to talk about. The kids, these two kids, got to the movie theater so they could watch this. It's basically a Friday the 13th ripoff. I don't remember the name of it, but the guy in a hockey mask with a chainsaw. It's so 80s easy. I want to see that they're watching you see the like two teenagers making out and it's like oh no there's a guy up there he's wearing a hockey mask but hockey season ended months ago <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest fucking lines but at the same time you go yeah i get it and they're even yeah. doing the same trope of this guy's a teenager that's clearly in his 40s yes right? yeah. absolutely but it's extremely meta because this is an 80s movie parroting 80s movies i'm just like man there's something like, exceptional about this. It, it's kind of deeper than that because it's it's an 80s movie parroting an 80s movie, but it's originally set in the 50s, and this is one of those exceptions that I was going to talk about. Everything in this movie, you know this takes place in the 80s, but everything feels like the 50s. It's still small-town America. Yeah. You've got everybody, you know, you got the kids with their Letterman jackets going up to Inspiration Point and all this stuff. The kids are going out to the movie theater. They're going to have a malted. This is like the only indication, the movie is the only indication that this is the actual 80s. Man, like, I kind of wish they lived in a town called Kill Valley. Oh. <laughs> clock Tower? So, He's at the Clock Tower. Blob just oozes over it. <laughs> There's a scene now, because everyone's on the run, whatnot, mm -hmm. and 
Eric was laughing pretty hard because the little boy, not the the friend of the boy, but the actual brother to Saw Chick, gets stuck in a door. Yeah. And we're like, oh man, if that was the friend, he would definitely get killed. They escape into the uh, sewer, and we get this really cool scene where she gets grabbed by the hair by the blob, and you get to see uh, this tendril basically burn through hair, which looks super fucking cool. And then they fall in the sewer, and Eric fucking killed me because he he had been making Joe Dirt references all fucking oh evening. yeah like, i remember that because like she drops down really hard into the sewer i was like "Ooh, i got the poopy on me <laughs> <laughs> who's down there but our good friend the punisher on his motorbike and yeah, he's how did he racing get there? dude it, it's that's, a thing <laughs> that's a real convenient place for him to be at that exact yeah. moment yeah because like there is that like small bit of him getting chased by a helicopter through the forest don't ask and uh he kind of just like ends up next to a big tube that clearly doesn't go anywhere, but suddenly he's in the middle of town, perfectly under the theater, to meet up with his new girlfriend and to save these kids. Nice. It's just like one uh, of those entrances to, like, the sewer that you have in, like, Grand Theft Auto. They're not real, but, like, you can drive a bike into it, and it'll lead you to wherever you happen to be going. Yeah, it literally empties out into nowhere, a la Shit Creek. Now... You said he's here to save the kids. Let's dial that back because we're going to say kid. This is one of the few <laughs> movies that fucking on screen brutally destroys a preteen. You couldn't save them both. You got to get rid of one of them. That's a good point. Like, we only have so much film. So just yeah. hell with it. I mean, even Macaulay Culkin had to fall in The Good Son. Oh. Man, oh. <laughs> he dropped the F-bomb. I was like, what? And- I guess that was the movie. <laughs> And honestly, these two kids are interchangeable anyway. Neither one of them exactly have personalities that differ from each other. Just No, no, you're absolutely right, because we were watching and we were having trouble remembering which boy was who. <laughs> you know, it was just kid in green, kid in yellow, okay. Yeah, the way I did it was the friend is the one with the headphone. Oh. Look out, Billy! Oh no, he's still got his headphones on! Oh, he was what's he in the movie. To, he was in the movie, watching the movie, still with headphones on. What kid? Come on. Uh, he was there for the skin flick. That's all that oh, was. Oh, yeah. He, he wanted to hear fucking Aerosmith's sweet emotions while I saw some titties on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, he gets fucked up. And I don't know why they felt the need to show <laughs> this poor little boy lurch up to try it's almost like a jump scare he lurches out of the water like he's going to grab the girl to be like rah i got you almost like fucking jason Voorhees. but instead of being like rah i got you he's like ah i'm fucking melting and it's so visceral yeah visceral exactly yeah absolutely bonkers too because it's like it's there in a flash and it's gone you're like wait they can do that damn hide your kids hide your wife they blobbing everybody up in here (laughs) they really are until fucking Bill Mosley shows up, and he's like, I'm here, and I've got C4, so, you know. No, yeah. wait. He's got the rocket launcher. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. It's just random, convenient times when someone has C4 or a bazooka or something really convenient to have. Oh, like that general that had uh, grenade nipples? <laughs> he was waiting. The whole goddamn movie, he's been waiting with them nades. I love that guy, kind of, because, like, all of this is going on around him. Like, it's a legitimate threat. Like, it is expanding at a crazy rate, but he's like, this is great. We'll be years ahead of the Russians. <laughs> There's always a dude like that. And, like, Ugh. you know, shit hits the fan. Like, you know, the kid gets out, 
the light at the end of the tunnel, a la Motorcycle Man saves the day, yoinks up his new girlfriend. They get to the top, and all the EPA junkies and not Morgan Freeman are just like, these guys are infected! They're trying to talk some sense into William Forsyth. Shit hits the fan. Not Morgan Freeman dies. William Forsyth gets got. And, like, we get to the point where the guy's just like, get him, boys. And they just shoot in a hole. And that was their solution. America. That's the whole plan. You see a hole, shoot some guns into it. Drop some C4 and see what happens. Well, what happens is you piss off the giant inflating lung because it explodes (laughs) out of the sewer finally gets old grenade nipples to do exactly what you knew he was going to do with those grenades. Yeah. And it then starts to roll over everything in town. The budget's clearly used up because they're using a fire extinguisher to fight it off, and it's clearly not there at all. It's not good. This is exactly where I have written down, CGI looks bad. This is... This is the worst part of it. Yeah, that's why I mentioned earlier, like, the composite shots are just no good when the blob is, like, huge, because... I guess the only way they could pull it off was just kind of poorly. But the movie still has charm because the movie turns into almost like aliens or Terminator. And you have like the lady from Saul. She picks up an M16, jumps on a truck. He's like, smile, you son of a bitch. It just starts firing away. (laughs) Dude, she did that scene. It evokes like Ellen Ripley. It evokes every fucking major hero. And then how do they ruin the scene? She plants a bomb turns around, trips, and this poor stunt yeah. woman had, has to have hyperextended her fucking knee. It looks awful. I guess they kept the thunk and everything. It's just like, kadunk. I'm like, dude, there's no way. I'm sorry. That's like a concussion or something. Warts and all, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, during all this, you got uh, you remember that priest from earlier that just happened to show up? He's wandering around with his bottle of whiskey like... This has been prophesized, you know, I'm picking up little crystals here and there. There's some weird shit going on. That doesn't matter at all. All right, let's kill the thing. Yeah, it's one of those things where like, oh, this will come back later, maybe. See you there, fucker. Yeah. If we we get a sequel, it'll come back. I Okay, so, you know, the movie wraps up in a ridiculous way because they they blow up the, uh, I don't know, the ice truck and they freeze it. Freeze the blob in, in place, and that's how they dispose of it. So yeah, it's like someone bit into a York peppermint patty. Like, oh, so this is what it's like to chew five gum. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I guess, I don't know, like a year later, I don't, I forget what the time passage was. So, like, we run into, like, old priest, and he's just looking like fucked up Stephen King. That's a Brady joke. And, like, I remember that he had the jar, but, like, he totally looks like a guy who's, like, probably putting that jar in his ass. What, to get it through security or just for fun? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's down in, like, uh, I don't know. He's got a tent set up in, like, this can only be somewhere in the deep south. Just preaching to a, you know, a black Baptist group and is like, yeah, there's the prophecy and the end times are coming. You got to watch out for the... I don't even know what he's saying, but he's got some blob there in that jar and he's going to unleash it something. Yeah. He's definitely teaching that little guy the N-word, too. Oh, my God. You know it. He's like, you got to eat the dark meat for the Lord. Oh, Christ. Literally. He's got a little, okay. he's got a little mini wad in that jar. <laughs> nice. He's like, I'm just out here. I'm going to fuck y'all up. <laughs> okay. One observation. This is the first movie I think I've ever seen where we're given a cast and crew of main characters, people that we're supposed to, you know, resolve. 
this movie, boom, the monster blows up. Your three main characters, the girl, Johnny Rebel, and the brother, that's it. That's the end of the story. The thing blows up. Their story's done, and then it just follows the priest. Full circle, I guess. Everything's kind of taken care of. They wash their hands of the situation. I guess they win. Credits. <laughs> Fact. So both the football play. am I remembering right? Both the football players, they got blobbed. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've been blue. Yeah, the cops got blobbed. Waitress got blobbed. Man. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. They blobbing up in here. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. this guy's gonna have to do some hiring. <laughs> Dude, I would totally be okay with a sequel where like Johnny Motorcycle gets like elected the, the sheriff of the town or whatever, but he still wears his bullshit leather jacket. Yeah, he's a motorcycle cop, but he still wears that leather. Hell that yeah. Girl's like Johnny. At this point, did I marry you? Or did I marry that goddamn jacket? <laughs> Honey, you married the motorcycle. <clears throat> he just takes off into the distance. <laughs> motorcycle. No, he revs it up and the motorcycle just vroom, vroom. I do. Vroom, vroom. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm a huge fan of any movie that I can tune out and tune in and not miss anything and still be thoroughly fucking entertained and the entire yeah. time i watch this as much as i hate the main fucking guy's face i like him in this and i just love seeing the blob wreak havoc on the same page this movie was an excellent treat and i could definitely see how people could not like it it's full of cheese whatever you want to call it but man the special effects are just superb the movie moves and functions in a fashion to where like you never really stop to think about anything too much you're just there for the spectacle and that's all you absolutely need it's like the perfect horror popcorn flick you know you throw it on and you just have a good time recommended yeah man like this is probably the biggest gap between what i expected and what i got i don't know what i expected I didn't expect to love it, but honestly, I kind of love this. This was so entertaining. It was such a visual treat. It was so visceral, like you said. I can't recommend it enough if you're into, like, gruesome, like, horror. Like, it's it's not the worst thing, but, like, you're going to get some, some enjoyment out of this for sure. Well, there you have it. That was The Blob, specifically from 1988. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe buttons, hit the little bell icon down there too if you're on YouTube to make sure you know what we have brewing up next. Get out there and follow us on social media. We're all over the damn place. We get that Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. You can find us on YouTube. You can even get us anywhere. Podcasts are found. So give us a shot. And if not, we're going to bleach your waffles with the fucking blob, bruh. Just like, blah, blah. Blob. Oh, my, oh no, I tried to blob my knob. Oh. oh. Blob job. Ugh. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs>